This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. It is National Girl Scout Cookie Weekend. So it's time for the combo platter, 877-881-1053. Give us a sports opinion. And then what is the best Girl Scout cookie? And also, I know Mike wants to celebrate the... Build a chair day has happened, and I have built a chair in your face, chair. You were trying to get the best of me about 30 minutes ago. I got the best of you. I made you. Are you confident in the stability of this chair? Yes. (laughs) Okay, Corey. Are you confident in the stability of his Mike chair? Mike has built... Look what I'm doing to the chair. Three chairs now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Can't um, wait to watch him fall to the ground. He has built three <laughs> oh of these my chairs. Joey! <laughs> Not a single one of them has completely fallen apart. So I think the, I think we absolutely should have okay. confidence in his uh, Look, in I'm his trying chair. to fall back. I'm going to fall back. Ready? Fall back. Nothing happened. Nothing. Is, <laughs> oh, God. You want this chair? Uh-huh. Come and get it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, 877-881-1053. What's the real day? Goldfish, not goldfish, Girl Scout, Girl Scout Day. From the 903, Rangers win 85 games and Thin Mints. FYI, they don't make you thin. That is very fair. Well, but don't you have like the thinner Thin Mints? Don't they have another version that's even thinner? Like it's a Thin Mint Crisp or something like that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's an even oreo and stuff but girl scouts make more than one thin mint oh man you you just said you know no oh, i said you don't said they. don't they then that's a question mike they don't okay they make one thin mint cookie <laughs> they don't make different sizes you want the fat thin mint or the super thin thin mint they just make thin mints and you deal with it and they're great no they're not they're so miserable oh my goodness all right so gross. come on they don't like you bite into them and they crunch and you're like, what ha- just happened like I that? I do not think uh, thin mints are gross. Nope, they're bad. And if you get them in Fort Worth, they're not completely round. They're like little flowery things. But support the Girl Scouts. You should. I actually want somebody to f- go with you when you like tell them their thin mint cookies are gross. Weren't you asking how come they're still Girl Scouts and they're not just Scouts? <laughs> I definitely was not asking that. No, Mike. you weren't. I'm pretty no. sure. I'm pretty sure that was a Mike Bassett question. <laughs> I don't know. Was to a Kevin it feels like Kevin, you asked that question. I thought that's interesting. No, that is not. What are the Boy Scouts called? That is not my question. Eagle Scouts, Bear Cub Scouts, and stuff like that. I believe. I don't know. Eagle Scouts. Oh yeah, there I think you go. One. Are you an? Are you a scout? Absolutely not. Okay. Kevin, you ever been a scout? Yeah. No, my son was. What really? How'd my that go? older Noah? son. Were you a Boy Scout <laughs> person thing leader? No. Men Scout, Man Scout. I was not a Man Scout. So. No. Scout men. Okay. Yeah, Joey. That. The way Joey just said it, Man Scout sounds like a really 
interesting job though, right? I'll tell you what, when the <laughs> the scouts, I guess, right? Like we can't call them boy scouts anymore. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that's true. I think it is. You can say what you want. Is uh they don't do a good job of selling their product because they come to your house and they're like, Hey, you want something? Fill out this piece of paper. Within the next three to six months, we'll bring it to you. I don't want to sign all this paper. Do you not have the cookies or the popcorn or whatever with you right now? Like, no. But someday we will. And you never know when that the, day is going to be. Yeah, how come the Girl Scouts get their stuff already done and Boy mm-hmm. Scouts or Scouts don't have their things ready? Yeah, if I want that popcorn, I don't know if it's going to be there by Christmas or not. How, right. how do I know? Thank you. Kevin, you're the leader of the show. You have to answer all uh, the questions. What's the answers? I don't... <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to answer that question. With your mouth, with words, with your thoughts. You can write it to us if you want to. Google it. Send an email. Google it. I thought you just knew everything automatically. That's how I've always thought you were. Eight seven seven. We were so lost without you yesterday. <laughs> That's not what I heard. I heard y'all were way, way more focused yesterday than today. Yeah. And was so, it, see, so it's that's what Joey and Carter both told me. They think this is my so fault. You, Let me ask you this, Corey. Yeah. Give a grade of the show yesterday. On sports content? One through 100. Sports content, 100%. <laughs> I would have given it a C. On the right front. now, this segment, A+. Plus. <laughs> From the 682, Kevin regrets not taking off again today. That is very <laughs> fair. <laughs> All right. 877-881-1053. Sports opinion, and then your favorite Girl Scout cookie. Now that we've broken down the gender politics of scouting my and what opinion. you don't like. Uh, my sports from the 214. Okay, this is the first time I actually had to walk away from my desk laughing. Man Scout. Um, my sports opinion is that whenever Kevin finally gets the opportunity to interview Greg Maddox. Oh, my gosh. When we leave, not next week, but the week after. And we get there, and Kevin's finally going to get an opportunity to sit down Maybe just do like a phone interview, like you pass the phone back and forth. I don't oh, know. I want to see him in person. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not that kind of like a phoner, but like where you recording on yeah. the phone or something. When you finally get the chance to do that, you're going to love him even more than you've ever loved him before because you already love the pitcher. The fact that he looked like he could not beat you in a fight in an alley. Yes. You know, like, I love the fact that this dude can strike you out that's with a true. baseball pitch that's two feet outside of the plate. You shut your mouth. But even still, he was a great defender on the mound as well. And I think that that's my sports opinion is you're going to fall even in more love with Greg Maddox. And all the Rangers pitching staff this year because of the Maddox brothers will have one of the best seasons we've ever seen pitching-wise for the Texas Rangers. Okay. That's my sports opinion for this year. And it's Samoas, easily. Like, it's coconut, caramel, oh, okay. chocolate, whatever that cookie thing is in the middle. Like, it's just all of that stuff. It has the whole, right? Yes. Yes. Those are great. Have you ever... Nope. I like how you identify cookies. Do they have a hole or not? I just wanted to make sure that mm-hmm. I had the right cookie. <laughs> it's a good cookie. It is. Very good cookie. I always find this interesting is the Keeblers make these cookies, and we don't really care too much about them. 
but the Girl Scouts make them, and then we start buying them in droves, mm-hmm. if that's the right word. I'm sorry. Real quick. <laughs> Did you say the Keeblers? Yeah. <laughs> They're on the box, okay. and it says Keeblers on them. Remember they were in that tree? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know what you... What did I say Remember wrong? when they made chips, and they were like, they, we got cinnamon and crispy cinnamon or something like that? Mm. They were good. Some of them broke off and made Rice Krispies? Yeah. <laughs> Cheesy quesadilla, cinnamon crispy. Yeah. What are you That's doing? That's what it was. Right I'm not sure what you're I'll doing. I'll pull the commercial up. It's a fantastic song. From the 469 Sports Opinion. Guess is after this current contract, Luca won't be a Mav anymore. Favorite cookie is the tag along. The tag along. Chocolate peanut butter. If you get it no here hole. in Dallas, no hole. That is correct. If you get it in Fort Worth, frequently it is called. The peanut butter patty. We've talked about this in the past. They have two different, uh, I guess, like bakeries or whatever that make these cookies in Dallas versus Fort Worth. So, like, a Samoa is not always called a Samoa in Fort Worth. That's fine. It will always be a Samoa in my heart. And I'll always, and I can always basically just say, hey, just give me the cookie with the hole in it. And they'll be like, oh. We remember when Mike talked about that. That's basically Samoa's. It's the caramel delight in a lot of areas in Fort Worth and stuff like that. So some of these, and some of them taste kind of different. Like I said, the Thin Mint in Fort Worth, it's kind of more flowery, has little tiny rounded edges as opposed to just being huh. a straight up circle. And the Tagalong peanut butter patty in Fort Worth has too much peanut butter. So when you take one of those Thin Mints... And you put them in a blender with some ice cream and milk, and you make yourself a Thin Mint milkshake, you got yourself something special. My kids love the Thin Mint milkshake, but they also love, like, the caramel uh, pretzel milkshakes more. So, okay. They agree with me. Shocking opinion here. From the 940, the Rangers pitcher, a Rangers pitcher will throw a no-hitter this year, and Girl Scout cookies are nasty. Which pitcher? Besides Whoa. Kenny Rogers, is that the only one? No one. Thank you. God darn. I almost it's only those I was, two? I said, I think so. Nobody did it before Nolan Ryan, yeah. and I don't remember anybody after Kenny Rogers doing no it. No hitters or perfect games? I'm sorry. Both? No, well, I mean, no hitter. Kenny I, Rogers I, is the only perfect game yeah. in Rangers history, and then I'm pretty sure Nolan and Kenny Rogers are the only two people that have thrown a no hitter in Rangers history. So that would be really cool. I don't care about a combined no hitter, listener. Yeah. If Jacob DeGrom throws six innings, and then we bring in two relievers to get a no-hitter, it doesn't count. Does Jim Bibby in 1973 count? He did it? He was the first Rangers no-hitter. That's awesome. On I the road. I would not have guessed that. Does Mike Bibby's uncle. Does Burt Blylevin count? Burt Blylevin did it too? And the largest margin of victory in a Rangers no-hitter, six runs. We huh. really don't play That's not that as hit. impressive as I would have thought. Wait, say that again? Largest margin of victory. He won in a, six to zero in his no hitter. They won, yeah, they won six six nothing. Okay, but Nolan's first one, they won five nothing. We don't celebrate this at all as Rangers, do we? I like we I don't care know that. How yeah. did the, the Texas Rangers never mention Jim Bibby and Burt Blylevin doing anything? Jim Bibby one also of them was the uncle nothing. of Mike Bibby, and I'm not making that up. I usually do, but that is true. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah, is, I just learned who Jim Bibby was today. I never knew that. Yeah. And then Burt Blylevin. One time. Now, this was when my dad was teammates with Burt Blylevin. He saved your life, too? Like, no. Wash? Oh. He decided to play a joke. Oh, and no. he decided to make a chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. But he decided to use something else as the frosting. 
and then he wrapped it in um, like the cellophane or whatever uh-huh. to really make sure that the smell didn't get out. And then one of the teammates got really excited that there was a chocolate cake there. And uh, he cut into it. And then... Uh, he did not. And then the teammates were like laughing. He, and then they stopped him before he put it in his oh, mouth. Oh, thank God. Like that would be... Oh my gosh, that would be the worst. How about that joke? That is... Is that going too far? I mean, as long as they stop them, that's good. Uh, from the 214, as a segment Raider expert, I rate this segment a 93. Thank from you. The, from the 360. That's a good Madden Well, player. somebody pointed out on a scale of 1 to 100, you gave the segment a, you gave the show a C. And that's not a... <laughs> Thank you. Is the somebody, Cowboy- somebody knows what I'm doing. From the 360, the Cowboys are under 500 against the NFC East next year. Oh, my goodness. And what? They love Cowboys that are going to the Super Bowl. And Thin Mints. They said Thin Mints scooped with peanut butter. Whoa. I've never had mint and peanut butter together. Is that? I don't know. I'm trying I'm it. Intrigued. I guess I'll try it. From the 469, Rangers will make the playoffs, making it the first time since 16 that all four teams in DFW have made the playoffs because... Well, we're gonna need the we're gonna need the Mavericks to make sure they get that part done. The stars look safe. Obviously, the Cowboys already made it. So, do you think that that's a, like a real possible thing for this year? Yeah, absolutely. That would be so. I, fun. Look, this, the Cowboys. But it's not good enough. No, I'm I'm with you. But just to start, the Cowboys made it. The stars, barring a just colossal catastrophe, they're good to go. I. Th- think the Mavs will make it, but then that will depend on, do you think just being in the tournament counts or you have to be in the eight? Honestly, I think you have to make the real okay, playoffs. Like you I, have to have a seven-game series. I think, But I certainly think that is doable, yeah. and I think the Rangers could make the playoffs. I'm not saying any of them are locks, but I think they're that's doable. All right. My hot sports opinion, Kyrie is going to like it here in Dallas enough, and the Mavericks are going to offer him a long-term contract, and he is going to be a Maverick next season. So I, I think they, they are going to sign wow. a four-year deal. I don't know if it'll be the complete max, because I think his complete max is $210 million. I yeah. don't know if they're going to – I think they're going to try to negotiate it where it's like, dude, because of luxury tax and everything like that, we want to give you a huge contract on a four-year deal, but – we don't want to get it to being over $50 million annually. That just puts us in a tough situation. But I think that Kyrie and Luca are going to like playing basketball enough with each other, especially Kyrie, because he's the free agent, that he is going to sign a long-term contract with the Mavericks. You want that? You guys, like, is that what you all want and hope? I mean, in this world, right a lot now, of good I things Right now, I kind of do, but I am scared of that. Yeah. Just to be honest, I'm. I'm. most people sure. say you don't want to lock in long-term with Kyrie. You always want him kind of Renting. having that kind of, I'm playing really for something, that being money. Obviously, you'd hope you're playing for a championship every year, too. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm for that right now. And um, I like all the cookies everybody has said. Those are my favorites. But I do really like those lemon cookies they make, too. I don't know the name Ooh, of yeah, them. Yeah, I'm not sure I know the name of the, those either. Lemon. But I'm a lemon fan. I'm a lemon dessert fan. Okay. Y'all you, like the trefoils? Is anybody like a, anybody a trefoils fan? I, I've those? heard you're, they're the give up cookie that tastes like a box. Oh, yeah. Those they are have lemon ups and lemonades. So they're two different uh, lemon you, cookies. Do you buy, go out and buy Girl Scout cookies? Or I haven't like- in a while, but I have. I have obviously bought a lot of Girl Scout cookies. Usually it's Thin Mint. 
Usually it's uh, the coconut one, and usually it's the peanut butter chocolate one. Those are our three favorites, and those are what I think most everybody's been listing Dude, right now. they got Adventure Fools and Raspberry Rallies now. Like, they have some additional ones that I never knew about. And they have, like, gluten-free cookies and stuff, right, that they upcharge yeah. you on? I don't know about that. but No, they do! Dude, I'll tell you this, though, man. The girls at the grocery store are aggressive. Uh, and I think the parents, the, scout the parents are the reason too, because I see the parents, the girls are like, I'm not going to go talk to that guy. He's busy. And their parents are like, you better go now. And they're like, all right, Hey, you want to buy three boxes? And you're like, well, I just didn't, I actually just wanted one. And they're like, nope, here's six. Wow. That is a and lot. And then you of eat them all in the cookies. car and you sit there. All six boxes. Try to hide the box in a, in the trash can. Is that why you ate them in the At car the so you house. can take them right to the dumpster? You're like, I didn't even eat any cookies today. <laughs> All right, Joey, do you have a sports opinion for us and favorite mm-hmm. Girl Scout cookie? Uh, sure. I'll stick with the theme of baseball. Uh, the Texas Rangers will have four all-stars wow. this season. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'm thinking I'll DeGrom, one. Perez, one of those two. And you got Seager, Simeon, and then probably between Lowen and Adolis. I like it. One of my four. And uh, my favorite one is the s'mores cookies. Like the s'mores ones. Thin yeah. mints are up there, but I like the little s'mores, like circular oval thingies. You a big marshmallow guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why did you say it like that? How it's spelled. Sugar pillows. Marshmallow? Mm-hmm. Remember Mike earlier was talking about how words should be spelled the way they sound or sound the way they're spelled? Marshmallow. It's mallow. That's a great point. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Mike's thinking that over right now on Build-A-Chair Day. Coming up next, countdown to spring training. It might be left field because we talked about it a lot earlier. What is the biggest question mark for the Rangers in Arizona? 877-881-1053. We'll do Mike Likes It as well as part of the lunch rush on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's the 0-2, swing and a drive deep down the left field line. Kemp giving it a look, and it is gone. About four rows deep, Marcus Simeon clubs his 18th home run of the season to tie the score at one. 
KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. What is the biggest question for the Texas Rangers in Arizona as we continue our countdown to spring training? We talked a lot about left field during baseball nuggets, and I feel like for a lot of folks, it's, that's probably going to be. Is it just going to be a platoon? Is somebody going to step up? Are they even going to have that opportunity? Does it still boil down to left field for y'all, or is there a different question mark that you're looking at going to Arizona? To me, my major one, and it won't be solved in spring training, but how good can Josh Young be? Because we're relying on him becoming a cornerstone of the Texas Rangers. The way that I remember uh, doing shows, uh, pre- and post-game shows in 2017, the new pillars of the Texas Rangers, right? We'd build them up for a whole year in 2017 the franchise is going to regain dominance and 2010 and 2011 are going to happen again and they're going to happen because of Nomar Mazzara Joey Gallo and Rugnet Odor this is where we're building the franchise around and in 2000 whatever it is going to be awesome I don't know if you guys can remember that or not but I mean it was that's what we were selling in 2017 they're the pillars they're the things you're building your foundation on Mazzara Gallo and Odor and honestly, none of them worked out. Now, obviously, Gallo got you some decent return value yeah. in a trade, but none of them worked out as being franchise-changing players. Mazar is pretty much a minor leaguer now. You know, Rugi's still putting up the same numbers that he's always put up, and Gallo's gotten worse. Um, Josh Young needs to be a franchise-changing player. Now, I'm not saying Hall of Famer. I'm not saying, like, oh, he's a five- or eight-time All-Star. But he needs to be a guy that, and I'm not saying this year, but this season, we need to see the signs of a great player in the making. Because if he's not, if he's just like, if he at the end of the year, or there's a chance, I mean, to be honest, there's a chance in mid-May, you're like, hey, we just have to send him down to get more seasoning. Or he gets hurt again. Okay, and that that was going to be my question. What if you see the signs of that for, let's say, three months? You're like, holy crap. And then it gets hurt again. Sell. Does that kill all momentum? For me, it's it's sell uh, because that you have to wait till the off season, yeah. probably in that to see if a team would. would he, it, he would hurt his trade value by getting hurt again. Yeah, too. and that's where it's like, could I involve him in something? But Kevin, uh, a great man once said, "Hurt players get hurt," and like that's yeah, that would be my me looking at him going, dude. All these things just keep happening like this. Dang man, yeah. you're injury prone. Yeah, according to Kevin. Uh, I mean, but so far he has been injury prone. But like, so, and that's where I would be like, I can't, even with all this, I can't trust that you're ever going to develop beyond this. Even though we see these little glimpses, we can't trust that. So I would try to maximize value somehow uh, by the end of the season and move on if, if, if I had some significant injury this year. But Mike's right. They would go away. Um, but I'm, I'm very hopeful that he is a, a part of the block of foundation that they're building on because their foundation right now is the veterans they bought. Like that's, they don't have a, a foundation of youth that is the future for this right now. I'm going to go to cut number three right here. This is Jacob DeGrom just talking about his left side tightness because I think that is what's going to remain my biggest question throughout spring training. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously what I've been through the past couple of years, I've dealt with some things, and this is very minor. Um, left side was a little tight. Um, mentioned that to them. Um, actually, I was still throwing at home. 
And then when I got here, um, they just said, hey, let's take a couple days, knock this all the way out, and then resume. Um, you know, I was able to build a good bulk of throwing at home. I think I got off the mound close to six times before I came here, which normally leading into a spring, I would only have been off the mound two or three times. So I built up a good bulk and, you know, talking to CY about that and the training staff was, hey, let's make sure this left side goes away. And, and then, uh, you know, where I was at with my arm, we were comfortable taking a few days. Everything felt fine during all your bullpens at home. Yes. And when was your last bullpen? It was like a week ago, I believe. A week because I threw, let's see, I threw at FanFest and I threw when I got back and then I threw again off the mound and then was playing catch and honestly like I felt it a little bit in light catch but once I stretched out I felt great okay. uh, so I continued throwing and then like I said once I said hey it's kind of hanging around then they were like let's take a couple days and knock this out all right and I, I, I appreciate appreciate all of that but you can understand the level of concern is I just want to see what they do with him in spring training like I have no doubt like he'll he's a good pitcher. I just want to see how they handle his work in spring training. I mean, let's be honest. They gave that contract and, you know, we had Chris Young on the general manager. Yeah. They gave that contract saying he's starting 30 games every year. Yep. They did not give that contract going. We'll live with 20 to 22 starts. You're right. So anything less than 30 starts, I'm not saying is a complete failure. I don't think you can go like it's a A or an F in this yeah. situation, but if he makes less than 25 starts, that is an F. If he makes somewhere between 25 and 29 starts, you're like, okay, I can kind of live with that, but you guys signed him to make 30-plus starts a year. You really want a guy making 32 starts. Uh, yeah. And so if he can make 30 starts, they succeeded in, we're giving this much money because we believe he can get back to being approximately 200 innings and approximately 30 starts a year. When it comes to question mark, Kevin, obviously left field. Sure. You know, that's where we are. And that's the that we we kind of got to that one earlier. But I think and I don't know if anybody else feels this way, because maybe the position just is what it is now. But I don't know what kind of production to expect from the catcher position. Okay. I and and Mike, maybe you could help me figure out what would be a good production because does Adley Rushman like change is he like an outlier in the world of the catcher? Uh, because he what we might, have is meh. He might be. Well, JT Relmuto is. But to your point, catcher has gone downhill in offensive production yeah. over the last at least decade, if not two decades. Because remember this. Bryce Harper was a catcher in high school. Yeah. Face. But they just said, you're not playing catcher. Like, we want the 40 home runs. We want what we believe you can do potentially offensively. And putting you at catcher is going to hinder that. Adley Rushman does look like a guy who can bring back the, and he's not defensively this poor, but he looks like he could bring back the Mike Piazza days yeah. or Carlton Fisk. Yeah. You know, Pudge obviously built up to being a great offensive player. He didn't come into the league at his age as a great offensive player. No, everybody was just excited about his cannon. Right, his cannon and all that. And then by 92, if I have my years right, or 93, you started seeing, whoa, whoa, whoa this Pudge Rodriguez might be able to really produce yeah. offensively too. Um, so I do think Adley Rushman is going to, even with J JT Real Muto, I think he's going to crush offensive stats for catchers. Okay, and that's that's where I'm like, I don't know what to expect out of Heim. And people had a great year, yeah, last and year. he did. His he, second half wasn't, he, he, but uh, but yeah, up to that point, he was yeah. borderline a all star. Yeah. And then a lot of people like Mark McLemore, who obviously has played 20 years in the game, and I didn't. 
He's like, when you see young catchers finally get to be everyday catchers, you see them where they die in the second yeah. half, and then the next year they they know how to handle being a catcher and their body playing more like six months of that position. So yeah. you're, you're kind of in this place where you have Heim and Huff, and I know Mitchell Garver's like your DH guy right yeah. now, but I would kind of maybe I would like a little of a better DH position too. But I mean, that's fine. He'll do fine if he's healthy. And like, what are you getting from Mitch Garver too, right? Yeah, so that's that's where I am with it's just uh, three guys that Heim had, was fun, right? But can Huff grow into whatever they wanted him to become? And will he always be catcher? That's another question that goes along with that. With Huff, you're saying? Yeah. So the- I wonder if he. I wonder how on the team he is. Ooh. I don't know if he's. On the team, he kind of bouncing back and forth. I've sailed on him too. Like he was the dude three or four years ago that people were hyped. Now I'm like, "Eh." I think he's 50 50. You know how we would come in different player, but you know how we'd always go to spring training and it would be the Willie Calhoun. Is he going to make the team? What is he going to be? And I think that Sam Huff is now entering the Willie Calhoun situation. Now Willie didn't have the best attitudes. If they're like, "Hey, you're going down the minors," right? Uh, which stinks. I look. I always got told every spring training, 100 percent of the time, you're going down the minors. Never. Well, I guess with the Mets for one series, I got to start the year in the major leagues, and then after one series, like you're going back down the minors. David Cohn is ready, but I just wonder where he's at and where he fits in on the future of the Rangers. In fact, it just goes to Broadus was talking about this yesterday, Corey of. The Rangers are starting to accumulate quantity, and I'm not saying quality. I don't know. You, you, for quality, you have to actually do good things yes, in the major yeah. leagues. But when you start producing a lot of quantity, Ezekiel Duran, Josh Smith, Sam Huff, Justin Foscue, you know, keep you, they all can't play in the major leagues. This is when they do the top 30 MLB prospects for the Rangers. Well, at no point will all those guys ever be in the major leagues at one time because you can't. There's only yeah. 26 spots. So, um, I just wonder if they take guys like Sam Huff. You, you. I think you want guys like Sam Huff to have good springs to almost use them as assets Leverage, down the yeah, road. Unless sure. you think that he's – I don't think they see Sam Huff as an everyday catcher. And but I don't know that. Like, Did you see how many times Mike kind of twisted on that conversation? Because the b- position of catcher is kind of a weird spot. So that's, there are a lot of question marks, I think, at that spot on what kind of production we're getting from the place. And the other thing, too, is – it's such a defensive position. Now, in a weird way, it's not anymore, right? But you still want great pitch framers. Sure. At this point, they still are not, you know, electric uh, strike zone. When they get that, it doesn't matter how you catch it. You can bury it in the ground. You can pull it away, pull it in. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a strike if the computer says it's a strike. Yeah. And that will open up, that will open up a whole new world, honestly, at that position. Because now you're like, I don't care. Get on both knees. Yeah. Like, stand up. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if you catch the ball. Like, Lay and, down and just let and, it go past Until you. it gets to three strikes, if there's nobody on first base, you need to catch the ball or block the ball and throw it to first on strike three. But literally, you don't even have to catch the ball until that point. From the 3-2-5, what's our bullpen going to look like? Because... Bunch of dudes. You think so? Yeah. Bunch of guys kind of thrown in there. I think you, you have... S- Two guys that are considered late inning guys. One that has really good stuff, but still, uh, you're kind of waiting on him to do it. A guy that has a pitch that everybody knows is coming because he's afraid to throw his fastball. Also, he just and, gets wild with it, Leclerc. Yeah, and then the rest of it, I think it's it kind of feels like they have a bunch of starters that are going to be relievers. Here's the hope for your bullpen. Your team is so good after two months. Let's just say you're ten games over 500 okay. at the end of May that we do the same thing. 
that happened in 2010. And you go, all right, we are good. Neftali Felice looks like he's a closer, and that's what I'm hoping from Hernandez. I don't think Leclerc, my honest opinion, I think Leclerc's more of a seventh-inning guy than an eighth- or ninth-inning guy, and right now I think they're leaning to him being the ninth-inning guy. But Hernandez takes over the closer's role, is great at it, because I think his stuff is top 10% in bullpen stuff in Major League Baseball. And then you go out and you get a Mike Adams, and you go out and you get other guys. And I, I can't remember. I know Koji Uhara did not work out in the trade situation when they got him. But I do think you do that. I think Chris Young is looking at it this way. If after two months I'm 10 games over 500, I will start using assets to build up this pen okay. to make the playoffs. But right now, the pen does not look strong. It does look like a major issue for a team that wants to win 90-plus games. Usually, if you want to win 90-plus games, your bullpen – now, bullpens can be crazy. You can – Look on a piece of paper and go, I like this bullpen. And then you get two, three months into the season. You're like, what in the world is wrong with our bullpen? And sometimes you have a bad bullpen on paper and you're like, man, we're figuring this out. But I tell you what, man, everybody will tell you this that played Major League Baseball. It's one thing to pitch in the pen when your team is 10 games under 500 or 30 games out of first place. It's another thing when you get past the all-star break and you're in a race, a pennant race, and you're having to close out games because you know you either yeah. keep the lead in your division or you get a game closer. There, Whether we want to or not, our brain gets in the way a lot because pitching 30 games out or 30 games up or right in the same spot, it's the same three innings or same three outs, but our brain doesn't work that way. It works in this is more pressure. Not only do I want to do this for me, but I want to do this for my team too. Sure. I want to show that I'm reliable. I want to show that I can pitch on a championship winning team, a division winning team. So – I do think the hope is, is in June, we're saying this team's good. They just need a couple more relievers to to make sure it stays this good. For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan, I want to throw this out real quick. Maybe y'all already saw it. Is Did you see the FC Dallas new food item of choice? Uh, No. It is the short rib grilled cheese. Oh, I did see this. Five-hour braided beef short ribs, melted Monterey Jack, and cheddar slices grilled between two buttered slices of Texas toast. Uh, they put butter on the toast for you. It's supposed ma- to say out. braised instead of braided. Oh, braised. I think Excuse they me. misspelled it when I read it. I was like, look, mm, that doesn't look right. Uh, but yeah, They take the meat and they start putting it in braids. Yeah, maybe I get so. It. I've seen people <laughs> do that with weave, salmon before. They yeah. weave it in and out of the sandwich, <laughs> like no. Princess no, Leia style. No, nobody's taking that much time to do that, except for that one like guy that works with chocolate on TikTok all the time he's amazing um but yeah no that's it's it look the sandwich does look awesome dude i love grilled cheese sandwiches now you're putting short rib you're on, on it? that china tiktok thing uh oh my god <laughs> we don't have it we can't get into a break here either Devin, so but i can't bail very awkward. you know what really sucks is because now it's time for mike likes it so like <laughs> what are we supposed to do all right mike i don't get tiktok i i get on it some and it's i like it like there's some things i like okay. on it uh, let me ask you this. I'm a 45-year-old man. Um, to be honest, like I'm really being honest, I don't watch like porn on my phone. But when I get on TikTok, a lot of times it wants to show me girls that like they're barely covering their boobs or they're in swimsuits or stuff. Does it just know that I'm like a 45-year-old man and I'm probably going to like those things? <laughs> Corey? I have I never. Don't, I don't use TikTok. I've never so. written in a logarithm, so I don't really know. Do you uh, feel like when you get on Instagram or TikTok or something, you're like, "How is this what they're doing for me?" Okay. Or are you like, "Oh no, they they know me well." Yeah, this is what I don't understand. 
Instagram will tell me that I like blondes. Like that's that's surprising to me because I'm I like brunettes, but Instagram's like, hey, look at all these blondes, and I'm like, man, I just really want to look at some briskets. That's about it. So I understand what you're saying. Yes, somehow they figure out your age and what kind of group you fall into. Mm-hmm. And what's even weirder, like you've watched the Social Dilemma, right? That little documentary kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I think we all there saw was a that. moment. I think so. There was a I moment so in there where they were saying. That even with their, I'll say algorithm, just to to appease you, you, that if you stop scrolling and are kind of looking at the screen, they presume that something that's on that screen, I could stop scrolling and be talking to somebody. But they presume that when I stop that I'm looking at something specific on the phone, even if I'm talking to my kids or doing something else. So that's always weird to me, too. I don't know how it works, man. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll be honest. It is tough when I get on Instagram. I I can't even remember last time I was on TikTok. It's been, I'm going to guess, a couple of weeks. But, like, when they do show a girl shaking her boobs around, like, mm-hmm. it's tough to not, like, just click and go, like, well, what is happening here? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, he likes that. And I'm like, well, dang it. You know, because then you get a whole bunch more and you have to start clicking on other things for it to try to not give you those things. So, next thing. We had this discussion and we teased it in the mm-hmm. crosstalk. Mm-hmm. We were in the getting ready room. And, Corey, as me and you were getting ready... You took a shot at my man, Patrick Mahomes, and you've already taken a shot at him today on the show uh-huh. because he was enjoying the taste of the Rockies. A nice can of water. Coors oh. freaking light, which is a great beer, Corey. Hold on. Coors light is a good beer. Now, you tell me why a beer that probably sells a billion times a year is a bad beer. And you know what? I like Bud Light, too. And I like Miller Light. And I like Michelob Ultra. I like all the generic beers. They are solid, good-tasting beers. Um, And you probably also like the price point on them, too. I imagine that's like a... For a lot of guys in their early 20s, maybe even before they turn 21, uh, they love the fact that they can find enough coins uh, to go buy very cheap beers. And you can buy a lot of them for a certain amount of uh, a certain amount. Like, but I I do th- like them more than I know. There's probably a lot of fans of like Natty Light, Natural mm-hmm. Light. Like I get that that's pro- or PBR. Yeah, aren't Pabst Pabst Blue, Blue Ribbon, Ribbon. Yeah. Blue, Blue Ribbon, and Natty Light? Aren't those the cheapest beers? I, th- I believe so. And uh, I I don't mind those, but I'd rather have Coors Light, Bud Light, or Miller Light or Michelob Ultra over those. If I'm going to the lake with some buddies, I'm crushing some Coors Light all weekend. I can drink a whole 24-pack over the weekend and be just fine. And you can drink them all day. Like, they're 6% beers, lots of good water content in them. You also do need to drink, you know, water throughout the day. But they, when it comes to, like, the ingredients that are created, and this is why. I mean, you can buy, like, an 18-pack of Coors Light for about 18 bucks. Somebody's going to be like, I can get it for 14 That's fine. I, I'm putting it in that price range. You buy a lot of times. You can buy them for pretty craft- much less than a dollar a beer, right? When yeah. you buy a big twenty-four yeah. can thing, you can usually get them for less than a dollar a beer. And there are there are, as Kevin would probably call them, hipster beers yes. uh, that are you're gonna buy a four pack for like fourteen bucks. Like it's because they they put more more quality ingredients into those than the cores the cores light is gonna be. I'm gonna sound like Kevin on uh-huh. this one. Oh. I feel like I feel like that's a compliment. Um, the beers that you like 
craft beers, mm-hmm. a lot of them have too much flavor for me. Probably so. I'm like, yes! what? I'm like, yeah. what in the crap is this? <laughs> yeah, and, and it now, also- I do like Blue Moon. Like that's kind of that orangey beer or whatever. Like that, and I don't think. Is that considered a craft beer? Because that's at like every bar you go well, to, or that at least is, most. I believe that is owned by Anheuser Busch or okay. uh, Miller Lite. Because Miller, I think, owns Coors Light, and they all own each other. Yeah. So okay. and and but at one time that was kind of the craftiest Belgian you know, beer that you could find around. It was like, whoa, hold on, what is this? This is not just some regular lager. This is something different. Uh, is with Coors Light a lager? Uh, yes. Okay. And with and they're. they're you know, craft breweries that make lagers, uh, but with like the let's go through some of them around here. Martin House, they're gonna they're gonna have so many different creative types of uh, of beers that are chocolatey or IPAs or whatever. Petacolas. There are a lot of different breweries around DFW, and there are a lot of them across the country. As a matter of fact, Mike, total beer sale volumes edged up one percent, uh, like total beer and craft brewery sales rose eight percent to twenty four point. 8 million barrels last year. That's pretty significant. Like that number right there is pretty significant. How You're ma- right. How many times do you drink a craft beer? Because I will say for me, I'm going to go 50-50. It's a 50-50 for me. Somebody says, hey, you want to have a craft beer? I've never had uh, Troy Aikman's new beer. It's I, good. I haven't had, um, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Dang it. Dallas Stars. Because I saw him at Marty, Marty Turco. Marty Turco. In fact, yeah. Turco, we saw him at Southwest Airlines, not yeah. Marty Turco, but he had like signs. He had like posters and everything. He was like, hey guys, <laughs> former <laughs> Stars goalie Marty Turco. I haven't had his beer, but I'm going to tell you it's a 50 50 proposition with me. You give me a, and I hate the dark beers, the whatever they're, malt beers or whatever they okay. are, like the, the really dark, thick ones. I don't like those. Um, what if I told you I could get you one that tastes like a chocolate pie? I don't I don't think it can. Okay. But I'll try it. I'd rather have chocolate pie. I, I totally get but that. But I just think that for me it's 50-50 on those beers. But if you give me a common beer, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be light. It can be Coors. It can be just Bud, Weiser. Like, I, I'm just like, I know I'm going to be like, hey, pretty good. And I'm not a huge beer drinker. Yes, I, um, I know that. But I'm just like. Man, these these uh, craft beers because I know you're a craft fan. Is I'm just kind of like, man, there's just too many, too many different flavors, and they are either way too flavorful for me, or I'm like, how does how does palates like these? Well, things? and that's the that's the the thing too. I, I I'm trying to remember the IBU scale. You have you have bitter, and then you have sweet, and that's where you kind of find what you like in that ranges. And the bitter ones are going to be those you know high IPAs. That have a lot of you can find the real fruity ones and stuff like that, or the the sweeter ones, the Belgians and the and the these chocolatey the 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 stouts and stuff like that with the coffees and stuff. Those are all different flavors, so you kind of have to go into it with the mindset of what do I like and what range do I want to be in. Again, somebody just pointed out pickle beer from Martin House. They make a pickle beer, and people love it, especially people that like pickles. Tastes like pickle juice. Do you but it drink also- pickle beer? with like fried pickles like at a bar because that seems very pickly that's a lot of pickly yeah if that's what you're into then that's the way you can go with it so yeah there man there uh and somebody was pointing out um there was something i wanted to i wanted to grab here but it's been a lot of there've been a lot of texts that kind of they kind of rolled through so one of the reasons mike that i kind of went to the craft beer side was because i wanted to support local products and like the communities and the uh the Petacolas and the martin houses those are local. They're crafted here. They're made here. It's something from Texas, from the DFW area. That's why I got involved and, and wanted to know more about what they do. 
And then I started finding out that they did have all these different flavors. All I knew growing up was that Miller Lite, Coors Light, and Bud Light were my options. And then I found out there was so much more. Big beers that are like 9, 13% and also are packed with all these flavors. Uh, and then compared to, you know, the 6% beer. So all these different things kind of popped up and I was like, oh, this is very different. But yeah, man, if I'm going to go to like a bar and just have a nice casual laid back night, I'll, I'll drink Dos Equis. I'll drink a Pacifico. Those are, those are really good. But there is, there's a lot of different flavors out there. And this is like where we talked to Kevin about his food palate, right? Yeah. We're always like, dude, why do you hate salt? And he's just like, oh, I hate it. It's the worst. Don't Does even that mean put I salt. Like Coors Light. You are a Coors. You would be a Coors Light okay. guy. Coors uh, Lights are great. Uh, and See, now you get me. <laughs> I guess I get you in beers, but you don't. You've never had a beer, so you never true. even tasted a beer. Nope. Wow. Can I know this is Mike likes it, and you can say I don't want to share the story. Is there a reason why you won't even? You, is it because your father? Yeah. I mean, I don't mind talking about it. So you didn't, you're like, I don't even want to taste it because I might like it? Yeah. Well, and plus, I mean, you've met me. I have kind of an addictive personality. And so that is part of it as well. And so my dad kind of messed up his life and to a certain extent, our family's life because of alcohol and everything. And so I just thought, you know what? Probably best not to travel down that okay. road. Now. Changing the subject from beer to baseball. Back to baseball. Okay. Okay. Uh, the We did this yesterday. We had a sick kid, so uh, you didn't get to hear this yesterday, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You were not We were around. doing the top 100 right now, and they had come out with the list of 41 through 100, and the Rangers had three on the list. They had Simeon, who was in the 40s. They <clears throat> had um, Adolis Garcia was 99, and Nate Lowe was 70. Okay. So I think, I think Simeon was 46. I'm going off of memory here. Okay. But we have 21 through 40 now that are out. Best players in all of baseball? Best players. It's, it's MLB Network's top 100 right now for 2023. Next week, they'll come out with the top 20 players in baseball yeah. right now. So uh, we have two guys that have now made it onto the list. And 33 is Corey Seager. Oh, uh, last year ranked 21, so he, he did go down dip. a little bit. And Jacob Degrom takes the second biggest bump on where he was. He was number seven. He is now number 28. You had to figure that was going to. Yeah, happen, he missed right? quite a bit of time last year, so um, that that probably hurt him because just the guy who took the the worst jump of. Number three overall last year, Fernando Tatis Jr. goes from number three to 26. How much of that is, like, I get the suspension and everything. I always wonder about perception, too, and the more that happened, like, we keep hearing maybe people just don't like him. Yeah, I don't think he's a likable teammate. Uh, I think he's going to have issues being a likable guy, but he is super talented. Even when he was hurt the year before, I thought he should have maybe won the MVP if you look at his stats, but because the Padres disappointed so much he had the fight with Manny Machado in the dugout they went from being over 500 competing to I think at the end of the year they were 81 and 81 or maybe even 80 and 82 and their manager got fired it was it was chaos and they're like we're not giving MVP to a dude who might have led the chaos even though his numbers overall uh were pretty good but I think this is the tough part we talked about this yesterday 21 through 40 Astros 23 Altuve 24 Alex Bregman 30 Kyle Tucker. Let me go down to now 31 through 40, and they 
have at 40 Jose Abreu, who's now their new first baseman. They just picked up, it felt like, on a whim, right? They're like, oh, yeah, Yeah. we'll take him. That's fine. Jordan Alvarez, not on the list yet. I do believe he'll be in the top Top 10. Oh, top 10. He'll be in the top 20 for sure, but I I think that he's going to uh, be on that borderline. Somewhere between, because he doesn't play defense for the most part. I think he'll be somewhere between like 10 and 7 is my guess. Okay, okay. But... To give you guys an idea, because now we're getting down to superstar names uh, to finish up, Mike likes it. 21 was Francisco Lindor. 22 was Carlos Correa. I already gave you 23 and 24, Altuve and Bregman. 25, Ronald Acuna Jr. went from 10 to 25. Tatis, 26. Corbin Burns, 27. Jacob deGrom, our guy, 28. JT Realmuto, number 29. Kyle Tucker, number 30. So that gives you an idea of uh, guys that are borderline top 20 players in the game today. Wow. And the great thing is the Rangers have five. I've always said on this list, the Rangers need five guys to truly compete. When you get to the last year, they had one guy on the list. They had two, sorry. They had Simeon and Seager on the list. And you're like, dude, you can't, don't tell me they're going to be good when you don't have what people are considering premium players. Now that you have five on this list, when you look at this list, the teams that usually compete have five to eight guys on this list. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. An excellent edition of the Launch Rush right there. Coming up next, it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. I might have to go to the restroom. I'll be back. What? Next on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 